Hey everybody, welcome to Renewing the Center. This is Chris. We are continuing our march to Christmas through St. Luke. I'm going to read uh, actually two encounters uh, Jesus has with different people in and around the uh, city of Jericho. This is from Luke 18, and then I'm going to read right on through to Luke 19, uh, verse 10. So what I want us to pay attention to as I read these two encounters, um, I want you to think about what does Jesus say first to the blind man and then second to Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Uh, What does he say? How how does Jesus engage them? What's the first thing that comes out of his mouth? Uh, So we'll read. I think it'll be fairly obvious. And then uh, hopefully the Lord will use this to uh, encourage your heart today. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And then he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he shouted even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me see again. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people. When they saw it, they praised God. Here's what happens next. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. And all who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said, Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of everything, I will pay back four times as much. And then Jesus said to him, salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek out and save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and let's uh, see what Jesus has to say to us today. Father, we ask you to open up our hearts wherever it is that we are on a walk, in our cars, moving throughout our day. Lord, we pray that you would open up our hearts to see you, Jesus uh, to, to hear the kinds of things you say. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So let's hold the first encounter. Jesus meets a blind man in Jericho. Uh, we're told that the man hears the crowd, and if you just put yourself in a blind man's eyes, you know, he's sitting there probably positioned to uh, collect alms uh, for the poor, and he hears uh, a kind of ruckus go by, and he asks what, what's going on, and they say a big crowd is here, Jesus is here. And so his first instinct is to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, people tell him to be quiet. He he shouts louder. Um, and I love this because there's something about Jesus. I, I don't know what the guy had heard. He, he had heard something or he felt something in his soul. We're not, we're not really told, but... He believed in in his own body that Jesus could do something for him. So he pushes through resistance. He pushes through the barriers. He pushes through the efforts to silence him, and he, he cries out. And I just have been thinking in my own life, um, sometimes it takes a desperate situation for me to cry out, you know, to move beyond just feeling angsty to crying out to God. And 
when we do cry out, there are all kinds of forces there to try to silence us or to quiet us. Some of those forces are inside of us and some are without. Some of those, those forces are, are, are atmospheric in our relationships or the structures and systems. But this guy, he presses through. And what I love is that when he creates his own ruckus, Jesus, the text tells us, stands still. So he's moving, uh, resolutely moving through toward, actually headed toward Jerusalem, through Jericho. But we're told that Jesus stands still. He stops, he hears, he listens. Um, and he does, he's, there are all kinds of people in this crowd, important people, dignitaries. And yet this blind guy would have probably been the least significant. Now, the one Jesus is about to meet would be the most hated, but this guy would have been a, a person very easy to just overlook, and yet Jesus stops. He listens to him. He responds to him. And I just want to say I believe there's an invitation for you and for me in this, that Jesus wants us to know that he hears us when we cry out, when we name our neediness, when we name the thing we need him to do for us. He hears us. And it's also important for us to acknowledge that there are parts of us that just struggle to believe that. In our modern world, we wonder, does prayer really matter? Does it matter when I'm crying out to God? I, I think it really does. And a story like this tells me that even when I feel like I'm on the periphery of things, even when I feel like God might be up to something more important, that, that the Lord is attuned to the cry of, of our heart. So what happens? We're told in the story that Jesus brings the man before him. So probably has some of his disciples and he says, go, go get that guy and bring him here. And so they bring him here. And then Jesus asks him a question. Now I said, we were going to focus on what Jesus actually says in these two encounters. So here's what he says. What do you want me to do for you? What a question. Jesus doesn't assume. He doesn't say, I would like to heal your eyes. He actually asks a guy. A guy who probably, for all intents and purposes, lacked a sense of dignity. He gives him dignity by asking him, well, what do you actually want? The guy could have said anything. He, he says what I think we all know he would say, which is, I want to see. But Jesus actually asked the question anyway. And I just want to say, I want you to imagine in your prayer moment today, maybe right now, Jesus asking you the same question, what do you want me to do for you? So in this sense, Jesus is an asker, not, not a teller. He asks, what do you want me to do for you? And that, that asking requires an answer. The man had to actually respond to Jesus. And I think that for you and me, Jesus is always asking us those kinds of questions. What do you want? What do you seek? What do you want me to do for you? So today, what do you want him to do? Can you be specific about that? I'm working on this in my own life. I'm working to try to answer the question personally for me. What, what do I want Jesus to do? And in different seasons, it, there are different answers to that question. And yet, what, what, is, what is before you right now? What do you want Jesus to do? So in the second encounter, so immediately after this encounter, Jesus meets a tax collector, a short tax collector named Zacchaeus. And we're told by this story, and this is such a memorable story, uh, this short tax collector climbs a tree to get a good look at Jesus. And I just love that little part of the story. I, I don't know why. It just, oh, I just the thought of a man climbing a tree to see Jesus just kind of makes me happy. And we're told here that when Jesus 
gets to the place where Zacchaeus is perched in the branches of the tree, he stops, he notices. So similar to Jesus hearing the man cry out a few moments ago, now he visually notices a man in a tree. But Zacchaeus, unlike the blind guy, is not looking to be noticed. I think Zacchaeus is just wanting a view of the parade. But there's probably something about Zacchaeus like the blind guy, where he had heard something about Jesus or he suspected that Jesus uh, was significant enough for him to do something undignified like climbing a tree to see him. So what happens next? If Jesus said to the blind guy, what do you want me to do for you? To Zacchaeus, Jesus' first words are, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. He invites himself to lunch. He invites himself into Zacchaeus's personal space. He wants to be Zacchaeus' guest. Now, what's really important for us to hear in this story is that Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and that's a shameful job. Jews hated tax collectors because typically a guy like Zacchaeus would have been Jewish, would have collected uh, taxes from Jews and then handed it over to the Romans and then got rich in the process. And so Jews just viewed tax collectors as traitors against their country, their nation. He, he had a shameful job. In an honor-shame culture, he had a shameful job. Taxmen were shameful. And Jesus says to a shame-filled person, I want access to your life. I want you to invite me into your intimate space. Now, Zacchaeus could have said, no, I'm not worthy. No, no, not going to do that. But he, he welcomes him, we're told. He, he says, yeah, let's do it. And I just love that. Where do you feel shame right now? We tend to hide those parts of ourselves. We tend to cordon those parts of ourselves off. We wall them off. We, we want to protect the shameful parts of us. And yet Jesus is saying in this story, when I sense shame, I want access. I want you to welcome me into the vulnerable places. So where do you feel vulnerable right now? Where do you feel not good enough, not clean enough, not ready enough, not holy enough? not worthy enough. Those are the very places Jesus says, would you just invite me into those places? Because I just want to spend time with you. I love it. There's a sense of Jesus courageously moving toward and then inviting someone to courageously respond. So how's he asking you to do that? Where's he asking you to respond? I love the way these stories end. Jesus says about Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. And then he, he hits the nail on the head. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. Thank you, Jesus, for your questions and your statements to us. What do you want? May I come to your house? Pray that we would hear those invitations and respond appropriately today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.